You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. Today on the ZabeCast, Easter is done and I've done some thorough research on all the candy. I think I've got some revelations and a sleeper candy you need to know about. Andy Poland with our always enjoyable Sunday conversation. We'll talk about Snyder and the Juice, athletes swearing at the podium, and a whole lot more. Your 40-minute dose of pure me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. And with that, we had a thriller on Sunday afternoon. Kyrie Irving was sensational, but Marcus Smart with the very smart play that just you'd say to yourself, wow, he should have shot that ball, but he held on for one last second and then dished it off to Tatum, who beat the buzzer. And then, of course, they had to stop the game and look to see, "Eh, did he get it off? Well, why even have the red light now? around the backboard? Why even have the horn if we're just going to go to replay every time that it is otherwise obvious, which I think in this case it was. Anyway, the NBA playoffs are up and running, and it's going to be a fun, wild ride. However, later in the show today, I will tell you why the NBA is meant to be entertaining or meant to be enjoyed, not meant to be taken seriously. All right, two things real quick. I got a lot of good feedback on the car talk from Friday's subscriber Zabecast. For those of you not subscribers, shame on you. Uh, but I will tell you the net net of it is that eh, I'm getting out of the van business. Eh, it just it didn't work as a concept. It's not working as a concept. And so therefore I need a regular everyday car. And so therefore I was starting to say, well, I'm just going to go with a Camry. I like these white Camrys. They have the black accents and the black roof. It looks good. It's a basic car. I know it's going to be good. I'm a Toyota fan. I don't need a Lexus. And then people start emailing me going, yeah, you know, you're not wrong, Zay, but the infotainment screen on the Camry is yet to be updated, and it's a little bit out of date. And I start looking around at it and researching, and I'm like, God darn it. And then I start finding comparable sporty sedans, which apparently is a dwindling class of cars. Nobody seems to want sedans anymore. They all get SUVs and crossovers, and I know why. For 
worse weather and you know space to load shit in. I'm still a fan though of sports sedans. So I started searching the category and then I came back to my good old go-to favorite manufacturer, Genesis. Formerly Hyundai, but Genesis mainly. Their new split-off brand is standalone. And I was looking at the G70. And I'm like, for just a little bit more than that loaded Camry XSE, I can get 65 more horses, a lot more features, uh, better styling, better interior, better infotainment, you know, for like 46 plus, depending on which trim and model I go for, instead of about 40 or 41 for the top of the line Camry. And so I know Genesis is great. Make no mistake. And it's the it's the car that I have loved for a long time and then sold to my dad for what you claim was too much money. But my dad says he's perfectly happy and, you know, it's not an issue. I thought about the G80, the big old sedan. The problem is they don't make it in an eight-cylinder. They're powering all their cars with these uh, six-liter turbos, six-liter twin turbos. Uh, they do have a 5.0, eight-liter ultimate edition, but it's really expensive. And I'm like, I ain't paying... I ain't paying $70,000 plus for a Genesis. I'm just not. So I'm thinking about the G70. The only thing is I'm looking for a specific paint color. They have a paint color called Melbourne Gray that is the sexiest matte gray finish, almost satin-like, and it is dirty. But it's a very limited And I don't know if I could find it in this time of looking for cars where supply chains are still jacked up and inventory is low, although it seems like there's inventory on this car. What's funny is, as I drove home from Philly this weekend after being with the in-laws, I looked and I looked and I looked. The entire ride home to keep me from getting bored, I looked for another Genesis. I saw one. And it was the GV70, their SUV. That's it. Didn't see a single Genesis sedan on the road. So either it's still a very niche brand or people don't know about it or, I don't know, maybe the car sucks. I have a hard time believing that because Genesis is really, really good. On the candy front, so I did some thinking and some tasting and some, I like that. And I realized as I, my, my wife said, I'm sorry, honey, but I couldn't find the Starburst jelly beans. Of course, because everybody loves the Starburst jelly beans. They are the goat of jelly beans. Although some would argue jelly bellies. I argue jelly belly toasted marshmallow is the absolute mwah, chef's kiss goat. Some would say the pancakes maple syrup flavor of the jelly bellies is next. Some would say root beers. There, I like all those flavors, by the way. But she couldn't find the Starburst. So she got regular jelly beans and I tasted them and I'm like, okay, why do these suck compared to the Starburst? And I chewed into them and the first thing I noticed was regular jelly beans just sort of disintegrate into a explosion of dry, crackly sugar, number one. Number two, their flavors only vaguely correspond to the colors of the jelly beans. Number three is that each of the old school jelly beans, no matter what flavor, what color, has a very, I don't know what I would call it, 
medicine-y taste to them. Just an over-the-top, sort of way too sugary, no flavor, but sugar, 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 sugar on top of whatever the flavor is. And like I said, it's it's almost like medicine in a way. I, I can't describe it. Can you describe what it is about regular jelly beans that suck? I don't know. And then I had a sleeper candy that you need to know about. Many of you probably are like, yeah, I knew about them. Where have you been? They are called Zittner's Cream Eggs. Zittner's. Z-I-T-N-E-R-S. And they're a Philly thing. You can Google them. And my wife got some while we were up there in Philly to spread around on Easter Sunday. Oh, my God. (laughs) Imagine a Cadbury egg, but with a slightly thinner chocolate shell. And instead of a milk chocolate shell, think of a dark chocolate shell. And then instead of thinking about a mixture of buttercream goo inside and maybe some caramel, which I think the Cadbury's mixes, just think of pure, white, delicious buttercream. That, my friends, is the sweet spot. Now, me being a guy that always wants to make it a little bit better or complain or suggest improvements, I'd love it if the eggs were a little smaller and the shell of chocolate a little thicker and that the cream inside was a little bit less. But hey, I'm nitpicking at this point. Thank God they're only available in the Philly area, although they can be had on Amazon.com. I am not going to order. I am not going to order. I am not. Okay, I ordered some, but just just one. Just one of those for dessert would be the most delightful dessert. I don't know how many calories there are, but man, are they good. Chef's kiss, perfection. Hope you had a good Easter. Before we get to Andy, the Sunday conversation, this tweet from the fake Adam Schefter. Jesus Christ, a standout at Nazareth before struggling to catch on with the Jews and Romans, died last Friday when he got crucified on the cross outside Jerusalem per his disciple Matthew. But that was voided when his tomb was found empty today per Mary Magdalene. Blasphemous? I I don't know. I'd like to think God has a sense of humor. Besides, he is risen, right? Adam Schefter. The fake Adam Schefter. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
You need Indeed. All right, time now to check in with my man, Uncle Andy Poland. Hello. Hello, my Jewish friend on this <laughs> Easter Sunday. How are you today, my buddy? All right, good. Uh, it's, it's actually the third day of Passover. So oh, well, mazel mazel on that yeah, as well. Yeah. I, just, I just read a fake Adam Schefter tweet about Jesus Christ to stand out at Nazareth before struggling to catch on <laughs> with the Jews and Romans. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Dude, I guess we never... Uh, we talked about that last week because it happened yeah. on a Saturday. Right. Uh, but I guess Schefter apologized further on Monday after we had talked. Mm-hmm. And it seems like that is that on that front. And then, of course, there was other news reports that were not confirmed that seemed to imply that he was with another woman in the car who was drunk and got out of the car. I don't know what happened, but uh, very tragic nonetheless. Yeah, and we're supposed to get a police report in the next couple of months. But, yeah, things will leak out. You know, people talk to cops and that sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, any way way we get the information, it's tragic all around. Right. Well, uh, we had football this weekend on the field. It's back for the, like, (laughs) 19th time, it seems. Not only is one league going to make a swing at spring football – but a second league will do so again next spring in 2023. That would be the XFL 2 or XFL 3 at this point because there is the first XFL with the stupid rules and Vince mm-hmm. McMahon involved. The next XFL, which died on the doorstep of the pandemic, and now it's being revived by The Rock, but it won't be up and running until next year. The USFL is sort of a collaboration between the league and some other people with money. Do you think it's going to work? Uh, I don't know. I mean, they're they're trying a lot of different camera innovations, you know, the huddle cam, the coach cam. Helmet uh, cam. Helmet cam, yeah. I mean, the, the helmet cam is nothing new. They did that in the, US, the original USFL. Right. So, uh, but, you know, look, uh, it's, it's entertainment. It's football entertainment. The question is, can they get a big enough audience to sustain it? And it seems like more than ever, if you have football programming, you can make it on television because the NFL is, you know, dominating in a way that we've never seen before. Right. But I mean, they're going into the teeth of the heavy, busy spring sports season. We just had the NBA playoffs start up. The uh, Stanley Cup finals are going to get going. Baseball is up and running. The draft is in a week and a half. I mean, come on. How much impact yeah. can they really make? Yeah, but the, the nowadays, the audience that you need to sustain seems to be a lot smaller than it used to be when we had four channels. So if you get any kind of an audience, it may be enough because advertisers want live sports. People watch the commercials, and they don't do that with other types of shows. I guess. So you didn't watch any of the uh, the USFL, not, I trust. Not significant amount. I mean, Did you, you know, watch a little? Yeah, a few minutes here or and just there, the highlights. Did no, you? I, I, okay, I, I tuned over. I'm flipping around, but I, I didn't stay with it because I don't know the players. You know, the, the, all the teams are playing in Birmingham. You know, it's sort of like a manufactured type of thing. And whoa, it's whoa, whoa. okay. All, all the teams are in Birmingham. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the whole league is headquartered there. That yeah. makes it easier, right? No right, travel. Yeah. <laughs> just, no travel. We'll put you up in a Motel Six here in Birmingham. Didn't you see Paxton Lynch, the former? 
first round yeah. pick, throw one of the yeah. worst passes ever, and have a one point seven passer rating for the game. Yeah, yeah. come on, Lakers. Drops. I mean, they've got all the old logos and the team nicknames, and that's about it in terms of attractiveness. And and any league that you have, you're going to find those type of players that are going to look for another shot. I did, probably told you this, before the USFL, I was in the uh, American Football Association as the broadcaster for the San Antonio Charos. And there were a handful (laughs) of guys who had had some NFL experience. And in those days, you used to be able to bring like 130 guys to training camp in the NFL. So almost all of them had had a look at some point. And, you know, they were a step slow or just a tad small. And uh, that's why they played in the league. And they all had a story of some coach who didn't like them. And that's why they didn't make it in the NFL. (laughs) Yeah. $150 million Fox Sports has into this league. Uh, they, or at least they've got plans to invest that much into it the next three years. Uh, the stands were empty as hell for mm. these games. So mm. I don't know where the money's going to come from. I guess it's TV money. You know, they've got former Titans head coach Jeff Fisher. They got former Texas A&M head coach Kevin Sumlin. They got former mm-hmm. Chiefs head coach Todd Haley. They got yeah. all the names and logos. It seems like it's going to be dead league walking. The one professional football championship that Marty Schottenheimer won was in the UFA. <laughs> the UFA. So, what yeah. was the UFA? A United Football Association. And it was almost like this, you know, there were six teams, and played a limited schedule all in one place. And frankly, Marty had his championship. So if spring football is like the bottom of the ocean, which has a pile of sunken ships of dead <laughs> leagues piling up, why do they keep trying? Because they see what happens in the NFL, and they think if we get just a tiny percentage of that, but uh, we again, can make it. They, they look at the pile of ships at the bottom of the spring ocean. Like, yeah, that's well, crazy. Well, well, I don't get it. It must be there's an endless line of suckers with a lot of money who can be talked into investing in a league. It seems well, you know, and there's always the hope. And I think, you know, what Donald Trump tried to do with the uh, USFL hope for a merger. And then all of a sudden (laughs) the team that you paid, you know, 20 million dollars for is worth two billion or four billion or whatever they are. The funny thing is, I think most fans like myself would rather watch the draft, read about the draft and think about how our favorite team, whatever that is, could make themselves better with the draft and then, you know, do that instead of watch an actual game. We don't care yeah. about, you know, there's way more interest in that than a, just a stupid game. Look, I think during the NFL season, there are too many games on. You don't need Thursday night football every week. You whoa, don't need Friday whoa, night football whoa, late in the season. Whoa, no, I don't, you're, oh, you're I, blaspheming now, Andy. Well, you know, I, I grew up in a time when we used to have Monday night football and Sunday. That was it. And we liked it, says yeah, Andy. <laughs> we look forward to it, you know. And now, oh, another game is on. Here we go, you know. So, All right, let's talk Snyder and the juice. Details mm-hmm. came out this week uh, from Jason Friedman, the head of tickets back uh, under the Redskins, about how Snyder would uh, direct his underlings to re- reroute revenues from non 
or from Redskin-related games to non-Redskin games to thus hide them and sort of not share with the league. And also, he was good at holding what were promised as refundable deposits, including holding one deposit that belonged to one Roger Stoko Goodell for $1,000. I thought that was pretty juicy. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being absolute, holy shit, he's going down, this is it, the kill shot. One being a complete nothing burger. What is this? Two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, I mean, I, this Two from from and a half. From what I hear, listening to attorneys talk about this, uh, this is not. Is it? Is it good? Is it? Is it something that you should be admired for? No. But is it completely uncommon? No, it's not. And here's something about these refunds. Remember when they opened up then Jack Kent Cook Stadium in 1997 and tickets were entirely tough to get at RFK. Right. Uh, they were selling these club seats and the club seats came with a 10 year contract. Well, over the course of time, especially with businesses, you know, the person who bought them has left the business or whatever. And, and so at the end of the 10 year contract, when you want to get your refund back, you got to find the original contract and find the procedure to go through to get it. And if it's in print that you have to do X, Y, and Z to get your refund and you haven't done it, well, if it gets to a court, you know, Snyder's in the right. But they made it really hard to get that refund. And they also sort of just didn't give the refund back automatically. Right. I mean, they said in this day and age where you do just about everything by email, you couldn't send an email to request your ticket rate refund back. You could send it a letter or you could send a letter, a letter, (laughs) a corporate partner to whom it may concern as you dip your quill pen into the ink i mean right and just send us an original copy of your contract and we will glad to refund your money oh gee i don't know where that is uh we moved three times and uh you know and yeah i mean Uh, on the two on the two fronts one none of what was detailed sounded at all unpossible unrealistic or impossible in fact it sounded on brand for how snyder does business the second part of it, though, is, well, why aren't the owners moving more aggressively against him? And I because had a couple they, theories on that, but yours is? They have their own Michigas that, that they know Snyder's going to expose if they kick him out. <laughs> they, that know, they're all and, doing some dumb shit or some illegal right. shit or but, some but very unsavory is, shit. This is, the, this is the analogy that I always use. This is Donnie Brasco with, with knocking over parking meters for quarters. You know, $5 million to a league that gets $10 billion a year just in television revenue? I mean, what does it mean? So why then did they move to oust Jerry Richardson? Because it's clear they've done this at least once before. Well, Jerry Richardson, A, left voluntarily, and Mm. B... Yeah, and B, here's here's the Jerry Richardson, the third rail that got him, the racial remarks. Because it's clear the way they handle sexual harassment, they don't care about that. You don't think but the sexist remarks did it? I, I think I think the sexist remark or, combined not the sexist combined, remarks, I should say, but the uh, the, the the sexual, sexual harassment. 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 Yeah, yeah, uh, combined with the racist remarks that were overheard, that's what got him out. And he was in his eighties, and he did not fight them on it. He he sold the team. Well, yeah, but he was still forced out though. And that's, okay, but, and that's what people are hoping Snyder will be. But Snyder won't do that. He, 
he yeah, but he'll go kicking and screaming and he's, suing like because he's younger and he's more of a wild card, and he's like, okay, you want to fuck on me? I'll fuck yeah. on you. So there we've you already go. seen it. We've seen him in action when when they when his limited partners wanted to sell their shares. You saw what he did. Yeah, that's true. He he's a nasty one. He's yeah. a nasty guy to get rid of. But you would think the owners would say, look, eventually we have to take out the trash. So let's just do it now. We've got plenty going to do it. We got two more investigations on sexual assault slash harassment and this thing about the tickets. Let's go. Okay, but don't you think Snyder knows things about the other owners that he could leak out Fine. in ways that we've seen? Fine. You know? So what? They just go, yeah, yeah, that's a bitter ex-owner. Don't believe him. And no, then but- meet his lawyers with your lawyers and then more lawyers. You're the league, Andy. I'd love to see it happen. Look, I, I think I think all, most fans of You're the just not commanders counting on it. W- yeah. w- would say, okay, we'll trade a Super Bowl championship to Al Snyder. Because, right. because we really oh. just want him oh. out of here. Absolutely. Trade more than that to get rid yeah. of him. So right. uh, are you keyed in on the draft yet? And who do you want the commanders to take? Uh, this this is a draft really without a name, right? I yeah. Mean, the, Aiden Hutchinson is going to be likely the number one pick. Okay. So, the, and how many times have we seen big hype for a defensive player? Oh, Jadavion Clowney is going to change the game, you know. Right. Uh, and it 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 rarely rarely is a player drafted that high. Now, Lawrence Taylor was the second pick of the draft, and he was he's maybe the greatest defensive player. But yeah, I mean, unless you're talking about a a a, a franchise type of quarterback, you know, that right. that Trevor Lawrence. It, it, it's not really a, something to get excited about. We're on a four-year run now of a quarterback being taken first overall, and right. we're on a six-out-of-seven-year run of a quarterback being taken first overall, and we are on a one, two, three, four, five more with two nons, so that'd be five and two. That'd be 12 of the last 15, I think. 12 right. of the last 16 right. years. So it's been that way with few exceptions. And we've got a right. really down quarterback year this year. And look, it, 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 as we look forward to the future, what may go down as one of the worst picks ever made, even if he becomes an all-pro, possibly even a Hall of Famer, taking Chase Young over Justin Herbert. Look, look at the direction this franchise would be in had oh. they made the pick of Justin Herbert it's at two bad. instead of Chase Young. Yeah. That that one is going to absolutely sear in people's brains for a long time. Right. But oh well. Right. So it goes. Mm-hmm. All right. Kyrie Irving today was sensational on a Sunday, oh. but got beat by the Celtics. He also gave a back of the head double yeah. finger salute to fans who were heckling him. And he had this to say in the post game presser about it. Take a listen. Take a listen. Take a listen. Jesus. <laughs> Twitter is so unreliable. I was going to hot play it right from here. Uh, mm. you, you said you watched the game. You're like, he, he may, be, uh, may be crazy, Meshuggah, but he's yeah. really uh, amazing to watch. Oh, I mean, the, 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 what, the, the show that he and Durant put on in the second half was, was unbelievable, but they lost the game. Jason Tatum defended the final shot by Durant and hit, you don't even see this anymore in basketball, a game-winning layup. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) And uh, it was was a phenomenal play. And, you know, good good for the Celtics. They moved the ball around at the end. 
you know, usually some guy dribbles, 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 jacks up a three, finger. and it either was wins. There anything yeah. That, All right, I've got it on the court line here. today, and are you the kind of guy that gets motivated by kind of going back and forth with the fans? Do you kind of use that internally as uh, something to fire you up? Look, I, I mean, I'm I'm just where I'm from. You know, I'm used to all these antics and people being close nearby. Um, you know, it's nothing new when I come into this building, what it's going to be like, but it's the same energy they have for me, and I'm going to have the same energy for them. And it's not every fan. I don't want to attack every fan, every Boston fan, but, um, you know, when people start yelling pussy and bitch and fuck you and all this stuff, it's but so much you can take uh, as a competitor. And, um, you know, we're the ones expected to be docile and be humble and take a humble approach. Nah, fuck that's the playoffs. This is what it is. You know, I, I've, I know what to expect in here, and it's the same energy I'm giving back to them. Okay. Do you think athletes should be that vulgar on the podium with the NBA logo and sponsors behind them? Whether or not no. it gets beeped out in subsequent iterations, which this bite will, where mm-hmm. do you come down on that? No, I don't, I don't like it. I, 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 as a person, is it he's outrageous? Despicable. He's despicable. He's okay. a despicable person. He's an <laughs> unbelievable basketball player, and that's sports. <laughs> we forgive that stuff if you can perform like he did in the second half. What about his point about I don't want to? You know, I don't like being called a pussy and fuck you and all this. I mean, are the well, fans that's, that's security? Yeah, yeah. If a security guard is standing nearby, but and you can't catch everybody. Right, you can't. And so that's why you have to tune it out. But he chose not to, and he chose to fire him up with a double-finger salute. Look, this is a guy who made some commercial with his father about how he wanted his jersey retired in the rafters at Boston and then got himself out of there <laughs> yeah. when he decided he didn't want to be there anymore. Yeah, he is uh, an interesting fellow. I was trying to explain to my mother-in-law and my wife and my sister-in-law about James Harden. because I said jokingly to my sister-in-law who teaches up in Philadelphia, they live up there in suburban Philly. I go, so Yvonne, y'all excited for the Sixers playoff run? And she of course had no clue. And I said, oh yeah, no, they're pretty, she starts asking questions. And I say, well, you got James Harden now, who's a former MVP. And she's like, oh, that must be good. And I go, yeah, you'd think, (laughs) but he really just doesn't give a shit. And she goes, she goes, how is that possible in sports? And I say, You'd be surprised. Yeah, he quit on two teams. He went to the teams he wanted to go to, and now he's he's, he's finally in Philadelphia, and he says there's no pressure on him. You know? Right, right. I, I like once I was tasked with trying to explain the whole concept, the whole kit and caboodle of a athlete like James Harden to my not really sports fan sister in law. I struggled, Andy. Yeah, it was actually yeah, a fascinating he, exercise to try to say, yeah, he's really, really good at basketball and he gets paid a shit ton of money and he was a former MVP, but no, he doesn't really care. If they don't go out, if they get knocked out in the first round, I don't think he'd fucking care. Yeah. I mean, look, look you know, this, this Jordan-LeBron argument, it, it's ridiculous. LeBron now talking about wanting to play with Steph Curry. I mean, what, what are we are doing Are you here? kidding me? Yeah, this was That's last week. That's what he's floating now. He was oh. at the that barbershop show. Oh, that's his show. He owns that show. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And so they ask him, you know, obviously he wants to play with his son. We have no idea if the son could play, but there's going to be a team that's going to have both of them in two years or less. And uh and and then he said and then they said, Well, what about who would you like to play with in the NBA? And he said, like, play with Steph Curry. Right. Like, oh, 
you know, yeah. are you just going to jump around to, to the best players to suit you? And then they asked Curry about it, and he, he pretty much dismissed it like, oh, God, like, oh, geez. You know, that was kind of the way he looked at it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got some did you sees from the weekend. I don't know if you saw these or not. Did you see the drone video of Fenway Park? I did, yeah, yeah. Un- that was cool. Unbelievable. Are you as big of a sucker for these drone videos as I am where they can no. fly a tiny – you're not. They can fly no. a tiny drone, not just around the stadium or Augusta National, but into the insides of these places. They flew this tiny drone into the scoreboard at Fenway yeah. Park. It was awesome. It's amazing, yeah. Uh, you don't seem to actually, care, though. Well, I've actually been in Fenway Park oh, several times. So. <laughs> so I don't really need a drone to show me what it looks okay. like. But, yes, it's a good video shot. All right, did you see the woman who chained herself to the basket in the yeah. Memphis game after the woman yeah. who tried to glue herself to the floor? And in uh, Minnesota, right? Yes. Apparently it's the same protest over chicken somehow. Mm, And uh, I I don't know about you, Andy. I think people who interrupt sporting events should have the shit beaten out of them. And it's happened. Uh, No, but I I want more than that. I want like full baton squad. And then once you're barely twitching, then they handcuff you. I have (laughs) no... Listen, white, black, man, woman, I don't give a shit. You're not supposed to be on the court, on the field. If you do this intentionally, you should get beaten fucking to, to a pulp by well, the, the authorities. The, the mic drop was Mike Curtis when he was playing for the Baltimore Colts and some drunk came on the field and yeah. tried to steal the ball and he decked them. That yeah. was great. Yeah. Uh, did you see James Harden's travel that was not called? Oh, yeah, like six six steps. <laughs> from literally like 30 feet out from the hoop to inside the three-point line, and they didn't call it. And there's no way yeah. the referees didn't see it. This is why the league, you, you got to enjoy it for what it is. You can't take it seriously. It's not a serious league. It, it's not really played like like the basketball we grew up with. It's, oh. it's, a, different, it's a different type of game, and it's, it's all superstar-based and you know that's what sells on television, and that's where they make their money. But yeah, it's it's not it's not chess fast, bounce fast. It worked for the best shot. Doesn't work that way anymore. Uh, Do you see the golf mats on a windy day in maybe Texas or somewhere getting blown literally off the ground and knocking guys over? No, where was this? I don't know, but it 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 was such a strong gust of wind. A a, a, a astroturf golf mat, a square golf mat, couple feet by couple feet, is actually quite heavy if you've ever yeah. lifted one up and it's also kind of stuck to the ground because a lot of mm-hmm. water accumulates under there and it it's right. hard to peel up and it got so windy it like blew away three or four mats at a range like they were napkins wow yeah, it's yeah, crazy it must be west texas yeah. yeah and then did you see the uh, Belichick at the Vanderbilt baseball game with his uh, uh new hot girlfriend well his long time new hot girlfriend what were they doing no they were canoodling they, he was wearing a oh. vandy hat and they were watching a baseball game. Okay. So what's what's, what's is, is what's there the an problem? issue with that? No, I just didn't know if you saw it or not. Didn't know no, if you saw I did it. not. All right. Yeah. Uh, did you see the you see the Japanese sensation Roki Sasaki get pulled from the eighth inning of a second perfect game in a row he had cooking in the Nippon Baseball League? Yeah, he's he's thrown seventeen perfect innings and oh, they pull him out. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. How do you uh, feel about the Kershaw thing? I think it was ridiculous. Okay. I, 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 you know, I mean, 
I, well, how is it that pitchers pitch less and now and they get hurt more often? You know, the, Mac, Mac, I heard this stat. Kirchner had this stat. Max Scherzer, who is a gamer, I mean, he'll go as, as long as he can go, and he'll tell the manager to get lost sometimes. Right. Yeah. In his career, including the two no-hitters he's had, or maybe even three, two no-hitters for sure with Washington, he's thrown 12 complete games. In 1968, Bob Gibson <laughs> threw 13 complete, complete games, games in one 13. season, whereas one season. that's more than Max Scherzer has in his whole career. Right. Yeah. Well, the game has changed, as they say, Andy. The game has changed. I did not know about the Nolan Ryan 235 pitch game. Oh yeah, yeah. No, these these 235 pitch game, which was unofficial because they didn't start counting pitches in baseball till '88. Yeah, and and I and I hate the I hate the length of the games. It's just ridiculous. the uh, The first game that was ever played at Camden Yards in 1992 was played in two hours and two minutes. It was a two nothing shot out of Cleveland. The opening day this year at Camden Yards, 30th anniversary, where they beat Milwaukee, uh, two nothing, was played in three hours and 24 minutes. Another, another hour, almost another hour and a half to play the same nine inning, two nothing game. Yes. Ridiculous. It is crazy. Um, one last, did you see? And then uh, a, a personal note of sorts to end the broadcast here. Uh, did you see Soto put it into the river in Pittsburgh? I, I saw the highlight of it. We the were, we were river. in the midst of our Seder when that was going on. But, uh, yeah, it, it didn't get an assist from Elijah as far as I know. But he is, he is phenomenal. Here's the question, too. With the learners looking like they're going to sell the team, that's that they're, they're looking for either investors or, or a buyer, more likely a buyer, is it more advantageous to have Soto signed or unsigned when you turn it over to a new buyer? That's a good question. I mean, if mm -hmm. I'm a new buyer, I'd want that guy yeah, on the team. But, you, but if you got him under a $500 million contract, you want that. $500 million. What? Yeah. The, the learners paid four fifty for the team in 2006, and it's believed that if you're going to re-sign Soda, it's going to cost you a half a billion dollars. What do you think they're going to sell the team for? Probably it's, it's been valued at $2 billion. Oh It may go God. for more. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's an interesting question right there. All right, lastly, uh, a local and beloved television news icon passed away over the weekend, Wendy Rieger, NBC4, who just had a je ne sais quoi about her, a, a, a joie de vivre, a spirit for life, who was one of their news anchors, the 5 o'clock news anchor. She was never the big 11 p.m., sort of show pony that was always Dorian Gensler but she was big in the five o'clock window and just had a personality that the tv lens ate up sadly she was only like what 60 years old the 18th would have been her 66th birthday 66 so she was just short of 66 but yeah. she looked younger she looked oh yeah much she, she, better than 66 she pulled it off so that every guy who watched between like 40 and 80 thought, thought of her as a dream date. Yeah, right. Like, God, I'd have a lot of fun with Wendy Rieger. But she was right. obviously a good journalist, good on TV. Mm -hmm. She just, I mean, got hit wham, wham with an open heart surgery for a heart issue. And then they mm -hmm. found a brain tumor. And it just, yeah. God darn it, Andy. It's terrible. Yeah, just, just awful. I, I I didn't know her well, but I did spend enough a little bit of time around her, and yeah, she was everything that. I mean, it, there are some people that you watch on TV and you don't know them, but if you watched her for you any period, felt of time, like you knew you her. Knew her. 
Yeah, because she gave so much of herself. She told you everything about her, and she talked about her dating life. I mean, she would exaggerate. I'm sure she turned down a hell of a lot more dates than she ever had. But uh, she was not married, she, was she? She she had actually she had married a guy who uh, I had gone to college where she went to American at, at the same time I did. Although she didn't work at the campus station, which is where I spent most of my time. She married Saul Levine, who would, who was there at that oh, time. Old Saul Levine. <laughs> she she went for an interview at CNN. Uh, and he was doing the hiring. He didn't hire her, but he asked her out on a date. And they got married. They were married for 12 years and uh, and then divorced. And she was single for a long period of time. She married a guy by the name of Dan Buckley uh, less than a year ago. He'd been a, a cameraman oh, okay. at, at Channel 4 for years. And, uh, yeah, and then she retired in December uh, with no real indication how serious this was. Maybe she didn't even know at the time. But, uh, yeah, in the last four months, it obviously got very bad fast. and passed away quickly yeah lessons for all of us to get to living because you never know yep. when your time yep. will be up yeah, all she right. lived it to the fullest she yep. sure did absolutely all right andy uh i think we covered a lot of ground we solved no we world did. issues but we had fun and i'm yes, shocked to think you don't give a shit about drone videos that are wicked wicked cool wicked that's your, cool that's your account <laughs> it's not mine I, come on andy have a curious mind have an appreciation <laughs> for modern art my friend you didn't know <laughs> what it looked like on the inside of fenway park i do know oh, <laughs> been there. i do know smells like piss <laughs> smells like yeah. dirty sam adams piss and the tears of Red Sox fans. I don't need to see it has anymore. a big green wall and, uh, and a field and stands and All overpriced right. concessions. And yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Stay good enough, Andy. It's how we know you. All right, buddy. We'll talk next week. Thanks. All right, Zed. Take yeah. care. What's wrong with that guy? You know, that was the wicked coolest video I've seen of all of them. And I mean, the one at Augusta was amazing because, you know, these drones, you know, they obviously use a very small drone, very skilled pilot. But it looks like they are one-take videos. And what's hard to do, although you can tune these drones to minimize sort of, you know, these camera mistakes, is all it takes is one little twitch of the finger to get a sharp, you know, sideways pan that's not smooth. Like everything they do is smooth. All the little circles. I mean, they're flying through very tight spots. I don't know how they do it. It's god dang amazing. Very impressive. Somebody send me a video if there's one out there that shows, okay, here's how we did it. Here's the exact drone we used. Here's the pilot. Here's how many takes we had to do. Here's how we would uh, sneakily edit some parts together. And it looks like it's one fell swoop. I don't know. Let me know. I guess maybe they could... If they mess up, they could fly the drone back and then they could fly it almost on an exact same thing. Anyway, I digress. We'll end on this. Every time you think, well, shit out there in the real world can't get stupider than that, something else comes along. Headline, high school principal cuts honors courses in the name of equity. Patrick Henry High School in San Diego, California, has cut some honors courses without informing the students' parents. Why? Well, the principal, Michelle Irwin, no relation to Steve Irwin, I don't think, claims she made the decision in the name of equity. She said cutting the honors courses would remove the stigma from non-honors classes and eliminate racial disparities 
in honors enrollment. Look, I'm not denying that there probably is racial disparity in honors enrollment, but you got to work to make those disparities better. You don't just cancel the classes and go, oh, fixed. That's like Clark Griswold in Christmas Vacation saying, oh, the newel, the newel post is loosed. Here, problem fixed. But here we are, people. Educators saying, oh, I know how to make things better. Let's get rid of the courses that challenge the best and the brightest and the most committed because it's not fair to the dummies. All right, that's a wrap for me today. Thank you very much for downloading. Rate and review, as I like to say. Tell a few friends if this podcast was an enjoyable 40-minute or so listen. Have a great Monday, and we will see you next time. Kickstarter.